Well, good morning, Community of Grace. Welcome to all of you who are here with us in the room, as well as those of you who are watching online. Um, if you don't know me, my name is Britta, and I am the Children's Ministry Director here at CGLC. And as Darren mentioned, we are a sermon series this morning on seeing grace in every corner. And our H for this morning is here, which represents seeing grace and serving our community right here within the walls of Community of Grace. And if you've ever worked, you know that they can be quite literal at times. This was exemplified quite hilariously here during our egg hunt in April. As families drove through the parking lot, they saw stations that had different parts of the Easter story. And some of our actors that were playing the Bible characters would ask kids questions like, will you look for Jesus for me? Or if you see Jesus up ahead, will you ask him this question for me? So when the kids would get to Melinda, who played our angel at the tomb, they would ask her, where's Jesus? And thinking very theologically, she would tell them things like, well, he's not here, he lives in our hearts, but he's also in heaven. And this went on and on until one little boy very firmly and emphatically said, no, is there a man walking around here dressed as Jesus? For kids, this very literal way of thinking can make it difficult to comprehend the love of a God that they can't see or touch or hear with their physical senses. But what they do understand very well is whether or not they are welcomed and loved by the community around them. When I interviewed Kyle and Libby for that video that you just saw, I was so touched by Libby saying that being able to greet and usher on Sunday mornings has made her feel welcomed here. She felt welcomed by being allowed to be a welcoming presence. That right there is God's grace. Too often the church at large, both today and throughout history, has had an unchrist-like attitude toward children, and it breaks my heart. I cannot tell you how much I hate this phrase that you've probably all heard, and maybe you were told this as a child. Children should be seen and not heard. Anyone heard that one before? Now, of course, there are times when I wish my two-year-old had a volume dial. I would probably use it on a daily basis. Every parent has those days. Sometimes they turn into weeks. But I also wish that I could trust Jesus as easily, as purely, and as simply as my son puts his trust in Tim and myself to take care of him. The truth is, we can actually learn a lot from kids if we would just listen to them. I think the phrase, children should be seen and not heard, was fired by the evil one because he hates the purity with which children speak the truth. Have you ever been in public and your kid pointed out something obvious that no one else wanted to say? Yeah, you all know what I'm talking about. Our family was looking at a house a couple of weekends ago and I was reminded why it's a really good thing that the owners of houses usually don't stay for showings because after my daughter's basement, she declared very emphatically, that basement was creepy and it should be for grown-ups only. And honestly, I can't say she was wrong. In doing children's ministry, I have come to learn 
to be very careful with what I say and what I promise to do because kids will hold you to your word. In fact, I'm a little terrified to go downstairs after this because I accidentally promised cookies for this week to the kids when they're actually just getting chocolate. So hopefully, hopefully that'll be okay. But kids will hold you to your word. I'm totally anticipating someone will ask me about why are there no cookies? Well, too bad. <laughs> However, kids also aren't afraid to ask the question, why? My son Tristan is just beginning to really expand his vocabulary, so that's been fun. But his vocabulary now includes the word why, so I would really appreciate all of your prayers for my sanity. If kids see or hear something that doesn't make sense to them, they will keep on asking why. Every parent has had this experience. Well, why? Because this. Why? Because it's this way. Why? Because I said so. I think this is one reason Jesus related to children so well, because Jesus also asked the question why a lot. He constantly questioned the social and religious norms of his culture because he saw the burden that those norms were putting on the people. He worked very hard to teach his disciples to lay down the burdensome customs of their society so that they could actually love and serve the people in it. And I'd like to read one of those lessons together this morning. So if you have a Bible or you have a Bible app on your phone, you can open it up to Luke chapter 9, 46 through 48. I apologize, I don't have it on the screens, but if you don't have it in front of you, just close your eyes and listen as I read. An argument started among the disciples as to which of them would be the greatest. Jesus, knowing their thoughts, took a little child and had him stand beside him. Then he said to them, whoever welcomes this little child in my name welcomes me. And whoever welcomes me welcomes the one who sent me. For it is the one who is least among you who is the greatest. So here you have the disciples, and they're having this argument over their status as the greatest, which is really a way of them trying to figure out their pecking order, trying to figure out who should serve who. I don't know if any of you are fans of The Chosen. I've been watching the series, but I can just imagine Peter saying, why should I have to gather the firewood? Clearly it should be that traitor tax collector, Matthew. But the way Jesus decides to end this petty disagreement is nothing short of brilliant. After all, the disciples are acting rather childish. So what does Jesus do? He takes a child who I am sure was not even in the running for this little who's the greatest contest because, again, children should be seen and not heard, right? But Jesus places the child next to himself and says, whoever welcomes this little child in my name welcomes me. Suddenly their whole argument falls apart because to welcome someone is to offer them your hospitality. In the Jewish culture, that would mean opening your home, serving a meal, and perhaps even washing your guests' feet. So here the disciples were arguing about who to serve who, and Jesus stops all of them by essentially saying, if you want to serve me, who you call your master, then serve your child. What I love so much about this is that Jesus knew that someday it would be hard for his followers to explain to people how an invisible God could love them. He knew we would have to demonstrate how God loves 
kinds of people by serving all kinds of people, and that includes children. It does no good to tell people about Jesus if we won't also humble ourselves to serve them like Jesus. And this is another thing that I love about kids because they can absolutely tell when someone is genuinely welcoming them and happy to be around them versus just maybe tolerating their presence. Kids are attracted to people who let them be the kids God created them to be, which is why they loved to be around Jesus. Community of Grace, I believe that you have welcomed and served children well. I've been delighted since coming here to hear stories of Sunday school teachers who have taught multiple generations of families. I love knowing that kids coming on a Sunday for the first time can be greeted by another friendly kid face at the door. I've also been incredibly blessed by those of you who have told me that my son's noise level during church is a delight rather than a nuisance. As an old pastor of mine used to say, I would rather hear the cry of a babe than the snore of a saint. <laughs> and I know that that sentiment is true among you, Community of Grace. I also love that I can see kids every day of my work week in our hallways and classrooms. In a stressful year that you might have thought would strain the relationships between our building partners, we have actually grown stronger as a team and supported one another in continuing the work of welcoming and teaching the children in our community. All of these examples are but tiny glimpses of God's grace right here in our corner. But I'm here to say that the work never stops, my friends. We must always be on our guard against the lie of the enemy that children are less important or that serving them isn't a great work in the kingdom of God. In fact, the opposite is true. Because whoever welcomes a child in Jesus' name welcomes Jesus himself. And there is no greater work in the kingdom than welcoming the king. Amen? I cannot tell you how grateful I am for those who stepped up to welcome and serve our kids during this year like no other. And for those who wanted to serve but who needed to stay away for one reason or another, I am grateful for your heart of service. We appreciate you so much, and that is why we have designated today as volunteer appreciation to honor that service. But I'm also here to encourage all of us to not give up this vital kingdom work. You can be the hands and feet of Jesus that welcomes and serves kids and others in our community, whether it's through Sunday school or VBS, which is coming up way too quickly, so please sign up to volunteer, <laughs> or hospitality or special events or in ways we haven't even begun to imagine yet. For me personally, it's 15 years since I finished my sixth grade year of Sunday school, which at this point I'm grateful to say is still over half my lifetime ago. And let me tell you, I have a terrible memory for details about things that happened that long ago. But one thing that I do remember are the names of my Sunday school teachers, my summer camp leaders, my worship and skit team leaders, 
and my kids' choirs and others. And the reason I remember their names is because I remember how much they cared for me and how much they welcomed me into the kingdom. Community of Grace, when you serve here within our walls, you might find that someday long after the kids you served have grown up and forgotten the games that you played or the silly skits that you did, they will remember your name. They will remember your kindness and your care and the fact that you took the time to build relationships with them. Then they won't just say, Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. They'll say, Jesus loves me, this I know, because my teacher showed me so. And with that, I would like to invite up Hannah Collins, our Connections Coordinator, to continue in our message on serving here this morning. Good morning, church family. I want to start out by saying how thankful I am to be a part of this congregation. I count my blessings every day that I get to work with our welcome team and our group's volunteers. A year ago, we were worshiping in our homes every Sunday and missing each other something fierce. We were distanced from each other. Many of us were distanced from our own family members, distanced from our classmates and teachers, distanced from our coworkers. I think I can speak for our entire staff when I say the phrase, distance makes the heart grow fonder, was proven true for all of us through this pandemic. I will never take another hug or warm community of Grace chocolate chip cookie for granted. I know that for sure. I watched God's grace move in all of you from afar a year ago as many of you signed up to pick up groceries for seniors. Women's circles were checking in on each other. Our quilters were making masks. And the question I got from everyone was, how are you doing and how can I help? Every step we took back into collective Sunday worship, I saw God's grace in your words and your actions. Easter Sunday 2021 is one I will never forget, watching seniors come back into the for the first time with tears in their eyes for the best reason ever, to celebrate Jesus defeating the grave and offering us eternal life with him. Friends, when we felt limited or stuck over the past year, Jesus never was. Even when we were in our own homes, he was moving, he was teaching us, he was showing us his grace because the love of God is always constant. It doesn't come or go. No matter how close you feel to him this morning, his love for you has never and will never change. The scripture that comes to mind when I think about the welcome team is 1 John 3, 18. Dear children, let us not love with words or speech, but with actions and in truth. I can't talk about or appreciate our volunteers enough. So here are some testimonies from members of the welcome team, from people who have served here for 40 years to people who have served here for two years. First, from Dave and Arlene, we are blessed to be members of Community of Grace. I, as an usher here for 40-plus years, Arlene is a communion helper for 10-plus years. We see weekly that our Lord is here in love and grace. We are two of many helpers, ushers, and volunteers, and believe that everyone has gifts that can be used to serve our Lord and help others. Grace does happen here, and when it does, it really is quite amazing. We have seen and felt it lately at the new beginning at Easter and the week since as we welcome back many more members and visitors after a challenging year. The welcome back, 
the happy eyes coming together again, the Lord at work in the pews, at communion, sharing overdue conversation outside the building, a good thing, a wonderful thing. Thank you, Lord, for our pastors, staff, church, members, visitors, community, who all work together to share the good news of our Lord who provides this love and grace. We are thankful to be a part of the Community of Grace family. Welcome Team has opened my church world to a wider view, hard to do for an old traditional usher. Those are his words, not mine. And from Linda, I have served on the Welcome Team for about two years. My favorite part is interacting with people as they come each Sunday morning. Being a larger church, it's harder for me to get to know people and even harder for me to remember people's names. At least this way, I'm starting to recognize people's faces. Serving at CGLC has helped me see that I am part of something bigger than me, that God brought us together as a family. The welcome team has changed the way I interact with people in my community. I believe I am more outgoing, and I am able to interact with people more freely. From Lisa, I have been attending Community of Grace for three years and have loved serving as a helper and discussion leader in Catalyst, a greeter and refuge leader for seventh grade girls for two years. I love the relationship building and watching the many different ways God's spirit moves through our church family to accomplish his purposes. I am constantly in awe of what God does in spite of me. I will be feeling totally inadequate, emotionally drained or physically tired, and then as soon as I get my focus off of myself and on the opportunity, I feel a renewed sense of God's heart of love for those he has placed in my path to uplift. It reminds me of the goodness of my God and comforts me to know that he has the same heart for me, that he will put people in my path to minister to me through him. Humbling. I can truthfully say that I have seen many examples of grace through the beautiful way the leaders love and care for people. I don't know that the welcome team has changed the way I interact with people in my community because I need to interact with people all day long through my job. But I can say it has helped me to get to know more of our Community of Grace Church family. And I have total confidence that when I invite someone to church or if a stranger were to walk through the doors, they would be met with a heartfelt greeting. And finally, from Dennis and Pat, we have been serving the welcome team as greeters for about three years. Our favorite part of greeting is to make people feel like they are friends and that we are glad that they came to worship. That is how we were made to feel when we first started coming to CGLC. Greeting allows us the opportunity to get to know others, which is a real blessing to us as we haven't been members of Community of Grace for that long. Greeting has made us feel that we are a part of the CGLC family and members of God's family. Jesus makes us family. We saw grace the first time we came back as greeters this spring. Even with masks on, we could see how happy everyone was to be in worship in person again. We see grace every Sunday. We see grace in our pastors, leaders, and all those working behind the scenes as they lead us through this time of uncertainty. The impact these welcome volunteers have had on my life and on the lives of others is significant. Let's have a round of applause for our welcome team. So where do we go from here? We know Jesus is calling us into deeper community during We know we have more opportunities through the opening of restrictions to meet in groups and break bread together again on Sunday mornings. We know we want to connect with each other and with Jesus. We know we want to see new families every Sunday morning and make sure they are loved by Jesus and they are loved by us. 
This will happen when you seize the opportunity to serve. Do you miss coffee? Let me know and I'll put you on a hospitality team to help serve one. Do you want to join a growth group or a connection group like biking or fishing this summer? Let me know and I will help you start one. Do you feel like you don't know very many people around here anymore? Let me know and you can become a greeter with me on Sunday mornings. It's our hands and feet and start doing the things God has been preparing us for through this entire season. Friends, I am inviting you to ask Jesus what he was teaching you over the last year of distance and weirdness. Some of you have just lived through the hardest year of your life. Some of you might think your year was relatively normal, and some of you might have had a year that was somewhere in between. But I'm inviting you to ask Jesus this morning, what were you teaching me? What were you preparing me for? Because he never abandoned you. He never stopped moving. He never stopped loving you. And he never stopped pursuing your heart. If you were five years old or 90, he isn't done inviting you to more ways to see, share, and experience his love. We get to see Jesus moving in new ways when we try new things. One of my favorite parts of my job is witnessing you guys get out of your comfort zone because Jesus always shows up. To be honest, speaking in front of people like this is way out of my comfort zone. So even as you see me now, Jesus is growing my faith. How can Jesus use your hands, your feet, and your smile to show others that Jesus makes us family? What is he teaching you and what has he been preparing you for? I'm going to invite our student ministries, Melinda Kern, up to finish our sermon this morning. Good morning, church. It is so good to be up here with you this morning, and I get to share with you how I have seen God's grace at work within our student ministries. And as we have shared already this morning, we have been embracing and growing in and discussing God's grace in every corner. And we've been talking about God's grace in our neighborhoods, in our communities, within Haiti and our homeless and outreach ministry and here. And I get to serve alongside some awesome people here with student ministries. Now, for those of you that don't know, we call our student ministries Refuge, and Refuge meets on Wednesday nights, and we gather with 7th through 12th grade students and volunteers. And I actually get asked quite frequently, how do you work with teenagers? How? <laughs> and honestly, I love teenagers. They are one of my people groups. They have a lot to teach us and show us and challenge us in, and they are so much fun to work with, and honestly, they teach us a lot about ourselves. And here's the thing is that I get to work with some awesome volunteers. I get to serve alongside some awesome volunteers with these students, and um, I believe volunteers are an agent of change. And when it comes to refuge and refuge students, those students are coming to experience a safe and loving place where they can grow in their faith, where they can learn more about themselves, and where they can experience God's love. And the volunteers that are a part of refuge get to help change how students think about themselves and about the Lord and to help students to take steps to grow deeper in their relationship with Jesus. 
And so I, I love the volunteers that I work with. Um, I say all the time that we are in student ministries, and student ministries is a team sport, and we need each other, and that we get to have fun with each other, and that we get to be challenged, um, and that we get to be used by God. And so as I was preparing to share with you this morning, church, I had a scripture verse come to mind, um, and it comes from 1 Peter 4.10. And it states, each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in various forms. In other words, what this means is that as you have been shown God's grace, as you have experienced God's love, you should then in turn go and serve others so that you can pour out that same grace and that same love to others so that they can come to know the Lord better and more deeply. And I see that happen all the time with student ministry volunteers. You know, I see it with volunteers across the board here at Community of Grace, but I really get to see it in action with my refuge leaders and volunteers. That they have experienced God's loving work and grace in their lives, and they then go and serve our teenagers and pour out that love to them that they are willing to be a channel of God's grace and love in order to reach teenagers and to change their lives and to do kingdom work. And so I want to share with you, I could go on and on and on about all the ways that I've seen God work in our student ministry and our refuge leaders and volunteers. Um, but I actually wanted them to be able to share a little bit with you because they are in the trenches. They are uh, working alongside uh, these small groups of teenagers being able to play and have fun and to serve and dig into scripture. Um, so I wanted them to give you their firsthand experience and share with you uh, a little bit more of how they've seen God's grace at work in their lives. And so um, I had asked a few of them some questions. And so uh, when I asked one of our leaders, Todd, uh, when people ask you why you volunteer with student ministries, what do you say? And he said, looking back, those that truly helped in my journey of faith were gentle, caring, joyous, and faithful individuals. They also had this unbreakable strength in them, resulting from their love of the Lord, which helped them deal with the daftness of the world. In a similar manner, I was hoping to help build that type of strength in the Lord in any way that I could with student ministries. And then Annie had to share when I asked her, how has God grown you or changed you since you have been a part of Refuge? And Annie shared, I've gotten so much more comfortable relating to the students. I was actually pretty nervous when I first started, but they are so kind and welcoming and are really not that intimidating as they might seem. If anything, they just want to get to know you too. I often leave refuge feeling so loved and encouraged myself. I've also become more open to sharing parts of my life with the students. At first, it felt scary to share about my own experiences with stress or disappointment or heartbreak, but it's amazing to see how they respond to your willingness to share. As like I said before, one of my favorite things is seeing how God can use the lessons I've learned to give witness to his goodness through it all. And then Dan shared, I've seen both students and leaders encourage and pray for each other through difficult circumstances. I have also seen not just leaders, but students be the ones who lead others to faith or step up to serve their church community. 
I think what these leaders have shared with us this morning does point back to that scripture verse that they have experienced God in mighty and powerful ways, and in turn, they have used that to reach others. And there's another scripture verse, too, that I just couldn't resist not sharing this morning, and it comes from Proverbs 11:25, and it says, A generous person will prosper, but whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. I especially like the part in this verse that says, Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. The reason I like this so much is because I believe that when you serve teens, you are going to get more back in return than you could have ever imagined or expected. That as you serve Jesus and students, you do receive. That you do get back, and God is going to give you more than what you've even given. And I have seen this time and time again in the interactions with the student ministry volunteers and our teenagers. And here's the thing, is that a part of this is God does not waste experiences. I'm going to say that again. God does not waste experiences. So the things that you have experienced in life, no matter how hard or messy or embarrassing that they might be, or the struggles that you had as a teenager, or even where you've struggled in your own walk with the Lord, God can use those experiences for his goodness and for his glory, and you are going to get something back in return. And he is definitely going to do that when working with teenagers. Because they are, they're open, and they want to talk about it, and they want to grow. And I have seen my leaders come back feeling so refreshed after a night in refuge where they have been able to share and refresh others specifically those teens. And so, uh, again, I asked some leaders, and uh, I asked Annie, where have you seen God's grace at work? And she said, I've seen God's grace in so many ways. I am most aware of his grace on the nights where I feel like I have nothing to give, and yet he orchestrates a meaningful interaction or unexpected conversation. It is so clear that the Lord does not need me for any of this, yet he chooses to use us. It is humbling and comforting to know that he is leading and equipping, and we just need to be willing and faithful participants. It is also amazing when something I've lived, especially something challenging, allows me to encourage a student or speak into their lives. It's like the Lord is redeeming my experiences in real time as I am able to testify to his goodness and faithfulness through every experience. And Todd shared when I asked where he's seen God's grace at work within student ministries. He said, this has been such a difficult time this year as we have watched what happened to George Floyd, the riots and the fires in Minneapolis, the reactions in the schools and the pandemic and how it has affected us all. But the small group time with prayers and discussion of how God is working in these horrible situations and then releasing our worries to Jesus has helped bring peace, not only to the students, but to me. Time and time again, the Lord wants to return to you more than you could ever have expected or imagined. And so I want to wrap up this time of here with me sharing uh, a quote that's actually from Andrew Root, and he's uh, the author of a book called Unlocking Mission and Eschatology and Youth Ministry. I know, big words, big title. <laughs> but this quote is, is great, and I thought it just really spoke uh, to what has been going on within student ministries within our volunteers and our teenagers. And the quote goes, youth ministry is not about getting things accomplished 
Only the act of God can bring about the transformation we seek. Youth ministry is about participating deeply in young people's lives as we await, together in suffering and joy, the coming of God. The Lord invites us to share in hardships and good times and joy and in bad, to share it with each other and to encourage each other and to show each other where he is at work and where he is redeeming things and where he is making things new, to show us where his kingdom is here and now. And it's so awesome to be able to see that and for me to testify to that in the ways that he's been doing that in our student ministry volunteers. I am so blessed to work with them. I am so thankful for them. I am so grateful for them. We are one big, we are, I'll say it, we're one big weird family because we are all so different, but we do. We have so much fun together, and it is so great to be encouraged by them, encourage them in faith. And so one last thing to share um, when I asked Dan, what brings you the most joy about volunteering at Refuge? And Dan said, when I am able to really connect with a student on a deeper level about things they are struggling with, or I can see them taking real steps of faith as they develop a relationship with Jesus. Those are the times I leave refuge just praising God and thanking him that I get to be a part of this ministry. Now again, I'm speaking for student ministries, but really I think the Lord is inviting all of us into that and into sharing our experiences of him with others in various forms around this place right here. So whether it's you are maybe being called to be a part of the worship team or the tech team or the hospitality team, the welcome team, I could go on and on. There are so many areas where you could share how God's grace has been at work in your life. Is I just want to challenge you today, church, to be open to where the Lord might be asking you to take a next step, where the Lord might be asking you to step up and serve or volunteer in a new area or an area you've been in for years. But the Lord wants to use your experiences. He's not going to waste them. So would you please pray with me? Lord Jesus, we give you thanks and praise for being able to testify to your grace at work, at your goodness at work, and Lord, where your love has been on the move. And Lord Jesus, we thank you so much for all of the faithful volunteers that have you, have experienced you, and love you deeply. And Lord, they don't keep it to themselves. Lord, they share it with others. Lord, we thank you for all the volunteers who poured out love. We thank you for all the volunteers that have shown your grace. And Father God, I just ask this morning that you would open our hearts and our minds to where it is you are calling us next. Jesus, you have a place for each of us to be serving. Lord, you have a place where you want to be working through and with each of us. Lord, would you just make that known to us this morning? Would you help us to embrace that? And then step out of our comfort zone to step out and to serve in a new way or to continue to serve in a way that we've been doing for some time. Lord, we thank you that you don't waste 
any experience, but Lord, that you use it for your good and for your glory. And Jesus, again, we thank you for this time together where we get to celebrate your work in the volunteers here at Community of Grace. Lord, would you bless these volunteers? And it's in your holy and precious name that we pray. Amen.